0: Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. I'm excited about today. We have been telling you for a while to send your, to send your questions in. We, because this is the month of love, you know, it's February. We had Valentine's Day in February. And so because it's the month of love, uh, we wanted to be able to answer any questions that you might have about love and relationships and, and being single or not being single or any of those things. And so we had you guys texting your questions to us, and we got some really good questions. Um, Proverbs says that there is um, wisdom in the counsel of many. So uh, Pastor Adrienne was going to be up here this morning, but she is performing at, um, at a play. So she can't be here with us. So Pastor Blake is on double duty. And he's ready to go. I was like, "Hey, do you want me to?" I, I texted these questions so he could have some time to think about it and get some answers. He's like, "I'm ready to go all the time." So he's I was born right look now. at him. He's not even he's not <laughs> even phased. He's like, "Whatever. Throw throw your toughest questions at me or whatever you got." So I am excited about these, um, and we're gonna we're gonna try and tackle these. Um, obviously, we can't go super in depth into every question because we we have I think we have seven that we picked that we're gonna go through. And they kind of touch on all over the place. So open your ears and listen to what the Spirit is saying because even if you didn't ask this question, it could be a question you had or it could give you good wisdom to give somebody or it could help you where you're at in your life. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. So the first question we have here, let's take a look. Here it is. Okay. this This is good. Um, what do you do if you and your spouse disagree about direction in life and your callings? Has anybody ever had a question like this before? Nobody wants to raise their hand.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna make jokes today and we're gonna laugh. I'm just telling you. We're going to laugh. We're going to have fun today. So, what do you do if you and your spouse disagree about direction in life and callings? Um So some of these, this this question I had to modify a little bit because you know how like when you send a text sometimes you know what it is you're trying to convey but when you read it afterwards you're like good lord what was that doesn't even make grammatical sense I don't even know how so some of these uh, from what I could tell this this text was in on context of hey basically what if I feel like I'm called to one church and my spouse feels like they're called to another church so what do you do we all have times in our life where our spouses are going to disagree. Blake, you've been married for how many years is it?
2: 54? Uh, No, I think it's 52. 52. Yeah. I won't make you a liar for a couple of years.
0: (laughs) Thanks, I appreciate that. Right. (laughs) Uh, So surely you've had some times where you and Adrian have disagreed about things, about life direction callings?
2: Yes, and uh, one of the things, first of all, I would like to preface my remarks in light of some of these questions and they come from people that have a sincere heart to hear what someone that they respect i trust uh, would answer in light of their life's issues and uh, these are not just taken lightly i trust that what we have to say today will be that which will be helpful to you, Would not be the entire answer by any means whatsoever. I want to say also that my uh, my, my life, um, how could I say it? I live my life uh, in the sense that I live in the kingdom of God. I don't live in the kingdom of this world, and neither do you if you're a believer. And the things that God counsels us in uh, as to how to live, in his kingdom and in his life leading and flow is absolutely pretty much contrary to what the world is flooding us with today and so uh what uh, we would have to say today i trust is going to be from the word of god and it's not always uh, palatable by virtue of comparing it to what uh, the world around us says one of the things in light of this question, probably the one thing you don't want to do and say is, uh, it's my way or the highway. <laughs> so that would not be good, for sure. And uh, the way I had read this question was that uh, if somebody had a calling or they felt there was a calling to do ministry at another mm-hmm. church, um, should I, uh, what should I do when my husband or my wife doesn't really feel the same uh, calling? Uh, That it's 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 a conundrum um, and I think there's so much that has to do with this question because if the other church is involved and uh, they are somewhat calling uh, you to come and be a part of their church, I think there's a big problem there because pastors should talk to pastors and they should be of one accord. Sheep stealing, that sort of thing, is not uh, really a healthy issue to, uh, to actually uh, live in. So really, is there a clear answer to this question? I believe that uh, each, of the, each of the couples, you know, they've got to commit to prayer. They've got to commit... To say, Lord, please, Father God, help us to make a decision in uh, a unity and a knowing. And it's all really going to boil down to how much you are going to ask God as to what is his purposes and his plans. And so that would simply be my answer to things. I, I don't think that you can uh, put uh, a controlling aspect to uh, you know the man is the head of the house, and the woman is uh, you know the other uh, supporter, and so on. I, I think that that gets a little bit complicating, and and doesn't always work well. So um, I, I think pray about it. Continue <laughs> to pray about it. Best counsel I could give.
1: Um, I just want to first say that God is not confused. Yay. Right? Not confused. We have to no. remind ourselves of these things. God is not confused. And he's not double-minded. So if we go read in John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you go read that word thief, it actually means diablos, okay, al-diablos, which means to be of two minds, okay? The one of two minds is the enemy. The one of one mind, hero Israel, the Lord our God, is one God, is God. And he is not confused, and he doesn't change his mind. And I just want to just use Nye as an example Um, of this, is that 11 years ago, we started our adventure, Lizzie, and I can remember being in the kitchen, and telling Jake, um, I was listening to a message, and I was like, we're supposed to move to Calgary, you know, like, you just remember those moments, like, clear as it, remember we were in the kitchen, maybe he doesn't remember it, I remember it, like, it was yesterday, I was so excited, it was, like, the first time I'd ever said it, and I was like, we're gonna do this, and he's just looking at me, like, I am crazy, and I have lost my mind. Well, long story short, we didn't move to Calgary right after that. And he, he felt like our next step was actually to go to Victoria to help his parents with their church. They had, they had, we were in Chilliwack helping Jake's parents with their church. At the time they had moved to Victoria to plant another church. Three years later, God had spoken to Jake about moving to Victoria. Well, I, God spoke to me about moving to Calgary, <laughs> you know, and so there was a little bit of tension there. Like, there was actually quite a bit of tension there. And, and um, husbands and wives, I want to remind you of the scripture where it talks about, in Hebrews 5.21, it talks about submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of the Lord. And um, we are partners. We are equal. But at the end of the day, I'm, I am going to, you know, if he's saying this is what God's calling us to do, I'm going to say, okay. I will say, okay, and, and I have learned over the years to trust him, and you know what? He hears from the Lord, and um, what happened was that we were supposed to move to Calgary, not just yet, though, so it was a timing thing. Yeah, we were supposed to move to Calgary, but it was a timing thing, and a lot of these things, husbands, wives, people, um, that these, a lot of these issues are timing, and we have to remember that not to get hasty, not to get impatient. But to wait and, and sometimes women I don't know what your experience is, but my experience is sometimes God will will show me things first. So like I'm a visionary, so I can see things down the road. Well, Jake, we're a really great compliment to one another because he's he's in the moment. He's like, Okay, this is what's happening and he actually keeps me on track because I would be like, Whoa, oh, let's go do this, let's go do that, let's just go everywhere and just super dizzy. But um, but I've seen down the road, and I've learned to be like, oh, that's for later, and I've learned how to shelve things now. I've, I've learned that about myself because I learned to hear, no, it's not time yet. And so he was telling us that, or telling me and the kids, you know, we're, we're going to move to Victoria. Well, I was really upset. I was almost kicking and screaming. And we ended up at a, I was at a ladies' conference in Prince Albert. I was in a worship service, just to wrap this up, to make this all make sense for you, hopefully. Um, in a worship service and I was standing there in the worship service and all of a sudden I had just this picture in my mind came and it was Jake and the kids, the kids were really little then, were on the other, on the side of the shore in Victoria and I was on the ferry coming over but they were already there and I'm standing in the presence of the Lord and I'm just crying because they were waiting for me to hear from the Lord. Did you get that? They were waiting for me. But as, and just as even in worship when I was talking about surrender, is that when we just surrender, we don't have to worry about not getting our own way. If that husband's wives, if we just surrender and we submit ourselves to one another and we allow the fear of the Lord to become in our relationship, that that's the place where God's highest and best is going to become. Not going head to head, not going toe to toe. Well, God's called me to do this. Well, God's calling me to do this. Well, I'm leaving you. Well, that's just ridiculous. sounds like the enemy doesn't it you know and i certainly hope it's not that case with this question with these people um but to really just surrender yourself and and not worry about it because god's will will get done when we surrender does that help Does Mm -hmm. that make sense and you know what we ended up in victoria and and you know what it was the hardest three years one of the hardest three years of my life but it was so foundational and formative that we needed that to go to Calgary and then to come back here and be with all of you. So God was in all of it, but it had to start with the surrender and being like, you know what, God, your ways are higher than my ways, and I'm going to listen to my husband, and I'm going to trust him that he has heard from you, and he did. And I thank God for you, babe.
0: I thank God for you, babe. And there's times, just to say, there's times, too, where God, Jen has heard from God and said, this is what I feel like we're supposed to do. And I've gone back and prayed about it and felt like, yep, Jen's right on this one. And we need to do what Jen is saying. So it's, it's a submitting to each other. But
1: God had me at the picture that he gave me in the presence of the Lord, where he was showing me that you were right. Yeah. And God's gracious and merciful like that, Well, he'll just come and he'll make it clear. So we were going together. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I was right. <laughs> That's what I just heard, I was right. Um, Okay, we're gonna, let me have that. We're gonna go to our next question now. Um, Even though there's no such thing as quote, the one, as in the one true love, the person I'm interested in broke things off with me, but I still feel like that person is the only one that feels right for me. How do I move on? Do you understand that question? Basically, somebody said, "Somebody, somebody is asking the question: um, the person that I am deeply, deeply in love with doesn't feel like we're supposed to be together, and they broke up with me. I am stuck on this person and can't move on. How do I move on, even though they have?" Basically, do you have any thoughts about that. Oh, yeah. oh let's, hear them.
2: <laughs> let's hear them. It's a heartbreaker position to be in. Yeah. I boil it down again to a deep spirituality in the sense of putting God first in your life. uh, I will just give you an instance. Uh, Five years into our marriage, we had a catastrophic um, breakdown and happening in our marriage, uh, Adrian and I, and as much as I wanted her to love me and really desperately cried out to god for her to uh, come back into uh, unity i learned by my prayers and my running to god and you know these things are actually a good thing in your life because it pushes you i trust i hope it pushes you It, it, it makes you run to god god help me i've got a broken heart And so I would just use the example of of our lives in in the sense of myself trying to come to grips with coming back into unity. And as I just ran to God, the thought came to me, and I know it was God giving me that truthful thought, is that I needed to say to God, Lord, would you just help me to... Feel in my heart to, to come to grips with the situation here that I would be able to say to you, Lord, no matter what happens, whether she loves me or she doesn't love me, Lord, I need to love you more. I need to be able to give and let things fall by the wayside. If that would ever happen, it was a real real uh, stirring it was a real I, I would say disciplining of the holy spirit to bring me to the sense of who is first in life who is the most important and so when we when i was able to acknowledge that and and give over and say god no matter as hard it was it was horrifically hard to even come to that uh, statement and so as i did that i i know god then Began to uh, bring our marriage back into uh, wholeness, and I have to say it was many years. I, I Our 25th 25th wedding anniversary things had kind of come back into place, and uh, so uh, I Said at the uh, at that uh, occasion. I said well, we've been married for uh, 25 years 15 of them happily <laughs> and so there was 10 years of struggle and and just coming back into the unity. I'll tell you, things I all you need to do is read proverbs when you uh, are confronted with some sexual temptation, things that have to do with doing it my way, the counsel in proverbs is absolutely overwhelming. And you just have to read that to know what devastation and catastrophic damage to your emotions and the well-being of your just feeling good about each other and and having a commitment to each other when we go off the track it's devastating it really is but God is the one that can bring us back on when we acknowledge our weaknesses and our brokenness and he helps us when we don't even uh, we aren't even able I was not one that could empathize well with Adrian and because my dad was not a nurturer I love my dad but he just didn't nurture me as a as a son and I had didn't have the capacity and she needed that because she didn't have that really from her father and so it just you know it causes caused problems but thanks be to God that he Help helped me to say, Lord, you're first. No matter what happens, Jesus, I want you more than anything. And then he brings the reality of life-giving goodness, of, of, of living life in the, in the natural into a, a good place.
0: You, hang on to that for a second. Um, can I say something for a second here? Okay, I should say something. I should say something. Here's what I want to say. I, Blake's answer was basically exactly what I was going to say. Um, when that happens in life and somebody moves on and and you're stuck in that place where you just can't get past them, what you need to do beyond anything is find yourself in Jesus. And the second thing that I noticed when I read this text, because I I look at the words that people use when they send me texts or we talk, and and this person in their text used the word, I feel like this is the only person for me. And I want to tell you today, and I've told you this before, but your feelings and your emotions can lie to you. And there's times when you have to say, I need to put this feeling away it needs to go away right now and i need to go find myself in jesus and find out what he says to me and about me and maybe my feelings were wrong about this person jesus how do you feel about my feelings about this person so do you have anything you want to add to that yeah like
1: if they were here i would just say you gotta move on (laughs) you gotta move on Like the U2 song, Bono singing, Welcome like just keep walking, because love, love would do that. Love would do that, and this is about love. For God to so love the world that He gave, as 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 I understand and, and learn more about the love of God, I, I love will always do what's best for the other person. It will always come into a line, into accordance of the Word of God. And you know, if it if it's meant to be, then it will come back. But you need to you need to keep walking. And if they don't if they don't they're not in agreement that they want to be in a relationship with you. Well, walk on, move on. You know, and the, and the move on as fast as you can. You know, like what we think about, we we magnify, and what we Power magnify walk. in our get what out we of there. What we magnify in our minds, we empower, and when we empower thoughts that are not from the Lord or people that are not supposed to be in our life, it can become strongholds, and then that person, have you ever had a person that just like occupies your mind, Mm -hmm. have you ever had that, come on, let's be honest, a relationship that wasn't from the Lord, and it's just like occupied territory in your mind, you know that's not the Lord, God does not bring people to just like fully just like take over our minds, it's never the will of the Lord. And, and maybe that will help some of you that didn't answer this question. If you have people in your life where it's just all consuming, that's a red flag. Like something isn't right. Something isn't right. Because we are to be consumed with God. We are to be consumed with the word of God. We are to be consumed with the presence of God. And then the things in our life that he's destined to be in there. So we, you got to move on. And it's hard. But it, it'll get easier. Surrendering always gets easier because the fruit of surrender will always be God's highest and best. And if you don't walk on, you'll miss out on God's highest and best.
0: And nobody wants that. I don't. I don't. All right, good. Next question you hear is, how should pornography slash addiction issues be addressed appropriately in relationships? I just want to say, first of all, that we can be real in church, right? We can talk about these things. We can talk about whatever questions you have. If we can't talk about them here, then where can we talk about them? Um, you can do a quick study on the effects of pornography. You can, you can do a quick Google search and find out how many people are actually looking at this kind of stuff every day, and the numbers are staggering. I was looking yesterday just for curiosity's sake, and do you know that $3,000 every second of the day, every day of the world, is spent on, on viewing pornography? That there's something like, um, um, like 100 million people a day Look at pornography, and it's not, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, it was really like, it was guys, guys, we were always dirty. It was us that had the issue with pornography, and there was something wrong with us. But now they're finding out, and they're they're understanding that it's not just men, that it's women as well. They say that 25% of all viewing of pornography is by women. So it's an issue that we all uh, have to walk through and we all have to deal with. Someone you know is gonna be dealing with it and they say something like eight out of 10 people have viewed or are viewing this. So it's something that we should be able to talk about. And I would say, I'm sure you guys can chime in quick, but my quick answer for this would be, you know what, how should you you deal with this? Well, you should deal with it like you deal with anything else, openly and honestly. If you have an issue with this, or if you have an issue with anything, you should find somebody that you can be accountable with in your life. And when you have that person that you're accountable with, tell the truth. When they say, how are you doing? What have you been looking at today? You don't say nothing. I've been reading my Bible all day long. That's all I've done. No, you need to be open and honest because you can't break addictions. You can't break things in your life unless you're dealing with it openly and honestly.
1: Right, and what the Lord reveals, he heals. So, you know, the enemy is always trying to hide things. So we can't find the healing that we need. And then the trap of pornography is that we were designed for relationship. We were designed, young people who are not married, I don't think any of you are married right here, you were designed relationship you were designed you will will get married one day you will have children but God's highest and best is that you would have complete and full intimacy with your spouse and that's that's the lie of pornography is that you'll get that because that's what you're really longing for is intimacy you're longing for connection you're longing for affection so people fast track it because they think that they're going to get it from there but you know what you don't and then you get entangled into this trap into this web from the enemy and they are preying upon you you know they they understand what they're doing to you um, and then you get you get trapped into this cycle of guilt and shame and then we're afraid we don't want to talk about it because we're afraid or we could be rejected or maybe you're not ready to let it go or maybe you don't think that you're going to be able to you want intimacy but every time you start talking about it maybe you fight or any of that but Jake's right, you got to talk about it. And, you know, if I'm assuming that this is a husband and wife. Um, it seems like it's a husband. I don't know. Yeah, and, um, but anyway, if this was a husband and wife, talk to your spouse about it, you know, or bring a third party in, or, you know, get counseling. Talk to somebody about it. Just get it into the light, because God wants to heal you.
2: Yeah. It says, in a relationship, so I'm assuming it's man and uh, husband and wife. Um, In light of exposing, I would be a little cautious in that, um, just to blurt it out, could be if you have a tenuous uh, relationship at the moment, it could be a little bit devastating, could be quite devastating to uh, your mate. I would uh, go and talk to a pastor, Uh, probably a good idea, just to uh, confess to him and her and say, you know, I've got this uh, medication problem. It's just a medication, like other things in life, that we do to medicate our hurt and our pain. So uh, it would be good to talk to the uh, uh, pastor and just get some counsel as to how to break this uh, and expose it to your mate, uh, because it, it could be very, very hurtful. But once you have reached that state, I would say that there are other, there's there's other things that you can do that, um, you know, you've you've gotta be together in this, but uh, Freedom Session is a great Mm -hmm. uh, venue, a great uh, ministry to be able to uh, fight addiction, obviously. Uh, There are ministries that would uh, pray for our deliverance and that sort of thing. I I would uh, suggest Freedom Session would be good. If there's anybody in this house that um, would like to have a private group of, uh, and I would say men, obviously, uh, that would say, hey, I've got a problem. I'd like to deal with it. I would be prepared to... Run a a a, a, pro, a a little session if that sounds good. Sounds good. I, uh, is, is, is we'll not, run a little session. A Blake's little gonna session. run a session. No, but I, I have uh, I have a series called the uh, I think it's called the Conqueror, and I've done it once already with uh, some men, and uh, we just uh, meet and we watch a video that is really a good. Uh, it's a really a good uh, uh, set of of uh, I think. Uh, uh, a, cd or dvds to really approach the problem you know it's exposing it the the enemy wants you to keep it hidden we got to bring it to light and and let the the, the lord come and bring healing and uh, there's so many dynamics of what goes on in a person's mind when they engage in that so uh i'll leave it at that and uh, exposure i think is very
0: important right i think it is too and i, w- I want to add to um jeremy has a men's group that's starting this week and and those are the issues that they talk about in there as well so you've got blake that we'd be willing to deal with that and and jeremy and his men's group He's, jeremy's is a men's group we're going to sit around and talk about like bacon and and meat and how your day was and any kind of issue pertaining to men. they're going to talk about deep stuff they have a book they're going to go through so you can you can go
2: there as well actually i wouldn't mind delegating <laughs> Delegate. I, I, I can give you that series, uh, Jeremy, and uh, good,
0: All right. um, talk
2: about it if you need.
0: We are, I want to jump to two questions, because we're almost out of time here. Um, so the question I want to talk to first um, is the one that says, so many people are getting divorced these days. What's your biggest advice for people in relationships to work towards a lifetime of marriage? Um, So you've been married 52 years. Uh, Do you got any thoughts off the top of your head about this one? Prayer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lots of prayer. Lots of prayer. Um, Really, the counsel in God's word is just just there for you. Uh, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So, you know, it's not going to happen by just gritting your teeth. It is going to happen by yeah. running to God, asking the Lord to help you love your wife mm-hmm. as you love yourself, give yourself. Marriage is giving. It's not It's not first and foremost receiving. It's giving yeah. and uh, being conscious of your mate's needs and endeavoring to, in unanimity, mm-hmm. meet those needs together, not imposing things on others. Uh, either that is uncomfortable or um, is, is not maybe appropriate. So it, it is to husbands to love your wives and to women to respect. Another really good uh, course, if you will, is called Love and Respect. Love and Respect. Have you looked that up in the internet? Love and Respect. It's a Christian um, a teaching course, and it will really open your eyes to what women's needs are uh, to be loved and men's needs are to be respected. Yeah, we want to be loved, but to be respected is so important. That's a really good resource.
1: You want it? You got to communicate a lot. You need to communicate a lot. Always keep the channels of communication going. Always keep the channels of communication flowing. Be thankful for one another. Be thankful for everything. Um, like Blake said, pray and have date nights. Like we have family night on Monday nights. You want to have regular date nights. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you don't need to have date nights um, still. And, and really, um, we've been doing some marriage counseling with some people. Um, how many of you have read The Five Languages of Love? It's an old book. They've, I think he's just revamped it, but it's just stood the test of time. It's an amazing book. If you have not been through this book, go through it. Even for your friends, you can find the five languages of love for your friends. They say you'll, you'll mostly have two predominant love languages, and, and we try our best to understand that about each other. And then also, I would just encourage husbands to really understand that your wife, by nature, not nurture, but by nature, is a verbal processor. She needs to talk. She needs to talk a lot. That's how you connect.
0: A lot.
1: Men want to bond in other ways. Women's pre-bond. Women. Pre-bond? My pre to your (laughs) post is talking. Right? Did you get that? No. I was trying to say it. I was trying to say it discreetly. My pre to your post is talking. I love to talk.
0: Yes. Yes. Does anybody, if you know Jen, you know that Jen loves to talk.
1: Women, you know what I'm talking about, right? You feel connected. You feel like, wow, we're like so close. It's
0: it's very good. We actually (laughs) just had
1: this just to lighten things. I know we have running out of time, but we were just, I think it was a few weeks ago. Look at he's already looking at me because I'm talking too (laughs) much. No, I'm trying to figure out where where you're going. It was like, so something's changed. My circadian, Ruth and I were talking about this, my circadian clock, like everything's just, where are you, what's happening? I
2: don't know.
1: Oh. It's just is off so something's happened to her like 9 at 10 o'clock at night i I just become alive i am just oh ruth maybe we should call each other ruth we could like do something together after we
0: answer this question
1: (laughs) but anyway we were sitting we were sitting on the couch at like 10 30 at night and i was just like talking 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 and he was like getting more tired more tired and more tired but you know what i said to him i said you know i do need to talk to you i said it's important to me that we find the time of day to where we can connect and have communication that matters.
0: Well, all communication matters. She's trying to figure out, like you like to talk, like it, Jen likes, she doesn't like to talk about her day at 10.30 at night. She wants to talk about business at 10.30 at night. And my brain is like shut off by then. I am like mm-hmm. done for the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's trying to find that time when we can both be functional and take care of business at the same time. We're both functioning optimally.
1: But it's also remembering, too, is that what matters to me might not matter to him. And what matters to him might not matter to me. And you need to understand that.
0: Um, The one thing that I would say on my biggest advice for a long marriage, um, people say it like Jen said, like go on date nights. And those are important. And people tell you to be spontaneous and do crazy things and, and work on those things. My biggest advice for a long, successful marriage to you would be to work on your relationship with God. If your relationship with God is right, all of your other relationships in your life will be right. Your relationships with your kids will be right. Your relationships with your friends will be right. Your relationship with your spouse will be right. If you can get that relationship working right, the way that it's designed and supposed to be, then everything else in your life will fall into place. All right, last question. We are like over time, because we need to go have cake still, which looks delicious. Uh, This last question is a good one. It says, can you forgive someone and struggle with trusting them still? Which is a really good question. You got any thoughts? You need a microphone.
2: That's a a tough place to be in that position to, and we're assuming that there's a husband and wife, either one of them has done something and you forgive them but you don't trust them again it's really committing to god giving over to god and saying lord it's you first in my life and i'm just going to do what you counsel me to do to love my wife to respect my husband whoever is the one that 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 has caused something to you know uh, break the trust trust is so important in in marriage and uh, so i would just say that do what god counsels you to do yes forgive and in that weakness of trusting just continue to love and to be as much as you can be to your spouse and let god bring the uh, the healing that you need, and be praying for that spouse that they will not fall into the same problem that they may have fallen into or did fall into that breached the trust. So it's just giving over to God. God, you bring that healing to me.
0: Yeah, and I would just, um, I would add to that as well. Um, Yes, I would say that you can forgive someone and still have to work through trusting them. Forgiveness is based off of God told us That we have to forgive people right god said if you want to be forgiven for your sins jesus said this then what you have to forgive people of their sins uh trusting people is based on a history of your life with them of working through things in life with them and when that when that history and that pattern has been broken then trust takes time to be rebuilt right so you can forgive somebody and have to work on that journey and that process of rebuilding that trust with them. But as long as you're keeping your heart open and you're keeping your heart right before God, then you're okay. You, are, you have forgiven them and you are moving towards building that trust again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: Just, just in light of these last two, could, could, I mean, somebody's taken the time to, you know, I, I just very simply and quickly, uh, does God love me? I, I'm assuming you're moving on. Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, does God love me even if I'm gay? Yeah. Uh, let me uh, pose this question. Does God love you if you're a thief? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the exactly answer. That's exactly
0: what my note was too. Isn't that,
2: that's God. Yeah. It is God. It is God. Right. Okay, the other one is, what is what's the point of being pure in a relationship if we're already forgiven anyways? I started my comments this morning about we live in the kingdom of God not the kingdom of this world the kingdom of this world says if it feels good do it the kingdom of God says and he said to Joshua and I'll I'll say it this I'll just say what Joshua I think of Joshua 1 8 this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you might know how to live life. Follow the counsel that is in my word. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have yeah. good success. Yeah. If you follow God's word, it's contrary to God's word. Don't, uh, don't uh, what does it say? Don't be given to fornication. Don't commit adultery. You know, the, the, why does God say that He loves you? Yeah. He's your father. He wants you to live life in the abundance of what He gives you. When you breach that sexual boundary, it causes it causes emotional and, 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 and basically emotional disruption. And there's always that. Memory of whatever the illicit affair was or the illicit happening. So, God's got His way of leading us. And when you follow His counsel, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success emotionally, physically, spiritually, those things. Pursue God, do it the right way. You got any thoughts?
1: Yeah. Rushy, Rushy, Rushy. Uh- <laughs> I'm um, just thinking as Blake was talking, it's blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And you have to remember, like I noticed that this person said, what's the point in being pure? So you understand what's pure and what isn't pure. And I would just say to you, well, how much, how much do you want? You know, like there's forgiveness, but there's consequences. I was watching I was watching someone's Instagram. It was Levi Lesko. I was just scrolling through Instagram and he was talking about how sex is powerful. And he said, but when when... Because sex is powerful, um, there needs to be instruction. But he said if we don't pay heed to the instruction, in this case of the word of God, that without, when, where there's power without instruction, it will become destruction. And I thought that was worded really, really well. So, yeah, you can, we can keep on going, doing our thing. But the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So you want freedom, you want anointing, you want God's highest and best, you want harmony and unity in your relationship with God and with the world around you, that comes through purity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Where there's purity, people, there's power. And the enemy wants to rob us of our purity so that he can rob us of our power, so he can rob us from being effective and useful in the kingdom of God. But God's called us out of light into his into his glory, or called us out of darkness, pardon me, into his glorious light for such a time as this. So fight for purity. Fight for what the word of God says. As Proverbs, or Psalms 119 says, how, how can a young man stay pure? It says, by taking heed according to his word. Uh,
0: those are really good questions, really good answers. Babe, good answers. Very good, very good. Thank you for doing that. Um, and thanks, thanks for sending those questions in. Like, we are trying to answer your questions. And we realize that, you know, sometimes at church on Sunday, you don't get the questions answered that you may have that week. So we want to take time every once in a while just to answer maybe the things that you're dealing with. So why don't you stand up with me? We're going to pray together. And, and um, God, we just thank you.